There are so many things that could be said about the Lord's Prayer. You could do an entire sermon series for months on it. And uh, thank you, Allison, for, for giving us a, a handle on how to approach prayer, and Jesus did as much. I will focus on uh, something more singular uh, about this prayer. And the ser- my sermon is entitled Abba. It has nothing to do with the Swedish rock band. Let's pray. Gracious God, when we leave here today, help us to trust more than ever that you walk side by side with us and invite us to speak to you as you speak to us. Amen. On Friday night, I had the opportunity to go to Orchestra Hall for a symphony with my oldest son, Thomas. You may know him. He's the saxophone player. He's played at various things. We had dinner together, enjoyed a a great concert. Uh, At the concert, we ran into Thomas's cousin and my niece and her husband at the concert and talked for quite a while after the concert. Then at one point, uh, Thomas's roommate, who also was at the concert, joined our little party and he kept yakking away in the, in the lobby. Uh, Thomas's roommate had, in fact, uh, given Thomas a ride there that night. So we, we kept talking, and, and uh, eventually they had to kick us out of Orchestra Hall. You know, they have to turn the lights off and send people home. The interesting thing was... But when it was time to go home, I expected Thomas would just head back to his house with his his roommate, since they they were going to the same place, after all, being a roommate, in the Seward neighborhood, over, maybe you know where that is, over, kind of over by Oxford College. But he waved his roommate off. Even though it was the opposite direction for me, leaving downtown, Thomas wanted me to take him home. Okay. Fine, Thomas, I guess I'll take the extra time navigating my way out of downtown to go east and then double back again to the west. Does this sound a little grouchy to you? But you see, I didn't actually grumble much about this. I realized something as it was happening that was rather lovely in this incident. Thomas just wanted to spend more time, have a few more minutes talking to his dad. No burning issue, just time to be together. Why do I tell you this? Because when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he was essentially saying the same thing to them. Prayer is personal. It's spending time talking to your father, to your parent. Our Father in heaven is how we are instructed to begin. But in fact, the term that gets translated as Father in our text is the Hebrew word Abba. And what made Jesus' teaching so interesting at the time was that the word Abba was the word that a child would use to address his or her father. It had a very, a very distinctly intimate feeling 
And as many biblical scholars have pointed out, the best translation of the word Abba is really Daddy. Daddy. So why is God our Father or Daddy? Well, Jesus often prayed to his his Father, and Jesus is here suggesting that we are Jesus' brothers and sisters. So God is our Daddy too. God loves us as his own children and wants to have a relationship with us. You know, where we, we talk. And yet the very idea of this talking to God, prayer, it scares a lot of people, doesn't it? Especially if you have to pray in front of someone else. right? For some reason, then prayer is a performance, and many, many of us feel, well, we're not up to that. Instead of just talking to Abba, your father, we have to talk different, real you know, religious-like, you know, all the things that prayer is not supposed to be, performance and a kind of inauthentic, fabricated speaking. This is why Jesus cautions us in our text today not to use prayer to show off or to attempt to manipulate God. One of my favorite movie scenes about prayer is from uh, the movie Meet the Parents. Anybody seen Meet the Parents? Greg played by Ben Stiller, is spending the weekend with his girlfriend and, and her parents, which is, uh, you know, that's, and he's meeting the parents for the first time. This is difficult enough for any guy, right? Well, <laughs> his girlfriend's father is played by Robert De Niro, who's kind of a direct, difficult person who works in intelligence and um, likes to test people, shall we say. So he tests Greg by asking him to say grace before they eat. Fortunately for Greg, he eventually remembers the words to a song that he had heard recently. Let's take a look. So what we learned from that, good idea to memorize the words to a song like that. So if you're, if you're put on the spot, you can, you can rattle that off. Well, not a bad prayer, actually, even though it was a little stilted. Um, any, ever been in that situation where, oh, would you, maybe the pastor said, would you like to pray? Um, that's why people are afraid to pray, right? It's exactly why in group situations, pastors get used to the fact that they are the designated prayers. No one else wants to be put on the spot, and, and no one else feels qualified. And yet, prayer, in its essence, is talking to your daddy. Bill Moyers, the journalist, was once a Baptist pastor and an assistant to President Lyndon Johnson. Once he was invited to the White House family room for dinner. The president asked him to say grace. As Moyers prayed, the president couldn't hear him very well and interrupted him and said, Bill, speak up, I can't hear you. To which Moyers reportedly responded, I'm not speaking to you, Mr. President. That's pretty good. Score one for the personal, private nature of prayer. Moyers was fired after that day. No, I don't know. Sure he wasn't. Now, you might ask, well, 
well then, pastor, why do we pray in front of each other in worship, you know, as we've uh, practiced every Sunday? Well, public prayers have been part of our tradition from the very, the very beginning of the Christian church. And Jesus' point, uh, and let's be clear about this, was to call out prayer as uh, the kind of prayer that was a way of propping yourself up or trying to manipulate God and to not do that. Jesus sought to establish the personal and relational dimension of prayer, which can be practiced whether prayer is done privately or corporately. It can be real and personal. Okay, so it's personal and all that, but why is it important to spend time talking to Abba. Thomas may want to talk to his dad from time to time, but he's not dependent on me and, and Heidi. Well, okay, he, he is dependent financially. But soon he won't be. Abba is how a child addresses his father, and a child is dependent. Right? Yet Jesus is suggesting that we all, and, and we are mostly adults in this room, but there are many children as well, but all of us, Jesus is suggesting all of us address God like we were a child speaking to his or her father. This was an eye-opener at the time that Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer and was quite intentional. No matter what age we are, no matter how self-sufficient we think we are in this world, Jesus is saying to us, no, you're not self-sufficient. You are as dependent on your Father in heaven as a small child is on his or her parent, even more so. So you see, prayer is not a sign of weakness, you know, when everything falls apart, you can't hack it anymore. But it is a sign of humanity acknowledging our dependence on God and our need before God. We are, simply put, creatures who need our Creator like we need air to breathe. So prayer is an important practice. Yes, it's one of the core faith practices that we teach and we do as Christians because it draws us into a relationship of trust and dependence on our loving Father in heaven. And yet, all of us forget this in life. We forget it a lot. That's called sin. It's called brokenness. And all sin is separation from God. It's thinking we can handle things on our own while we occasionally might need God for something. Uh, you know, God, God is another version of Amazon.com in the sky. But if we are separated from God, we have a hunger a hunger to be made whole again. That's what it means to be human, to have our relationship to Abba restored. This is why last week we talked about uh, the Beatitudes. Um, they're, all of them are about being poor in spirit and hungering for righteousness. The Beatitudes open the door for us to reconnect with God, to receive the kingdom of God, to be fully human. Prayer is taking action on the Beatitudes in the same way that a child might say, Daddy, I'm afraid, hold my hand. Or, Daddy, let's play a game together. I.e., I want to be with you. 
Prayer is not about what we ask for or say necessarily. It's time spent with our Heavenly Father in order to be whole. And we hunger for this deep down. Whether we're in touch with it or not, we all do. Sarah Miles is a former atheist who is the director of the food pantry at St. Gregory's Episcopal Church in San Francisco. She calls it the church of the one true sack of groceries. As a journalist, she covered the 1980s wars in Central America up close where people were dying. And uh, later, she became an editor for the investigative magazine Mother Jones. It was after that that she found herself walking into St. Gregory's Church. Here is how she describes her conversion. And it has a lot to do with what we're talking about here. Relationships, hunger. I was just curious. I'm a reporter. I'm curious. I like to poke my nose in places. And I walked into this building thinking, huh, I wonder what's going on in there. I had wandered into a church that offers communion to everyone, including strangers. A woman put a piece of fresh bread in my hand and gave me a goblet of some rather nasty sweet wine. I ate the bread and was completely thunderstruck by what I felt happening to me. So I stood there crying, completely unsure of what was happening. I go out of the church as quickly as I could before some strange, creepy Christian would try to chat with me. And then I came back the next week because I was hungry. And I kept coming back and kept coming back to take that bread. I think what I discovered in that moment when I put the bread in my mouth and was so blown away by the reality of Jesus was that the requirement for faith turned out not to be believing in a doctrine or knowing how to behave in a church or being the right kind of person or being raised correctly or repeating rituals. The requirement for faith seemed to be hunger. It was the hunger that I had always had and willingness to be fed by something I didn't understand. End of quote. Quite a story. If we go to God in worship, in prayer, in any situation, if we go to God hungry for anything less than God, we come away empty. But if we go hungry for God, we will come away with the deepest of all our hungers filled. So that is why Jesus tells us to pray. There are many things to pray for and pray about, different expressions from the five points and, and others as well, and they're really important. But whether we perceive it fully or not, we are hungry for God, like a child that needs his or her father or mother, our first and most powerful prayer is simply to say, Abba, Abba. Because it's all about the relationship. Amen.